A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to The Seer's Edge. My name is Juliette Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at getlifemastery.com. Hey, welcome to the Seer's Edge. I believe that revolutionary leadership is finding the edge, finding that choice point where your whole body is lit up by one question. And it's actually the only question that really matters. And it is always the question that is underneath any of the great things that we do, any of the great moments of our lives any of those quantum leaps. And it's essentially this. Do I trust life or don't I? As leaders, it's not only our job to find that edge, right? Moment after moment, circumstance by circumstance, because it's a moving edge, it's an evolving edge. But our job is to be visible inside of this, inside the whole process. Our job is to share about it with others. Our job is to invite others and to inspire others to their edge. So my relationship with leadership is a little bit different. I'm a shaman, and what a shaman really is, it's a person who is committed to being in direct relationship with reality. It's a person who is often found with a foot in both worlds, mediating between the world of matter and the world of the subtle energy. So my job description, you could say, is to keep seeking that edge because it's only at that edge that you can have a real conversation with reality rather than just having a conversation with your own projections. It's the place where you can actually start to feel all of the ways that you are withholding or gripping or controlling life rather than flowing with its mystery. So really, my entire life, I've been like a cartographer at this edge, mapping it, getting to know all of its shapes, all its textures, its weather, the symptoms, the allies that show up when we come to these moments. And it's a place where I feel called to serve. And when I go and I choose to live at that edge, I always find what is really needed. And I always find the people that I'm meant to support. People like you who came here not just to serve reality in a great way, but to shape reality through your service. So all of this has been sort of very eagle level, broad spectrum, broad strokes. So I want to share a story with you to bring it in and and make it more real and more tangible. This story is actually from when I was 17 years old. So not even yet a legal adult, but 
though I didn't know it, I was about to go on a journey that would completely change the trajectory of my life. I didn't know the language of quantum leap at that point, but I was about to step into one. So I was raised in a very normal U.S. Midwestern household. I had a very boring upbringing, you could say. But when I was 17, I got invited by a group of friends to go on a trip to Peru. I had been out of the country one time, a trip to Mexico with my parents, but I had never been that far away from my home. I certainly had never left the continent, and I had never been away from my family. And this trip was going to be a month in Peru where we were doing service work and we were also doing some cultural immersion, learning about the history of Peru, its people, that sort of thing. And I remember being a 17-year-old and agonizing over being gone for a month in the summer. I remember so specifically how distraught I was at the idea that I might miss the fair, right? The county fair uh, that all of my friends were going to go to that I would definitely be missing. I remember staying awake at night as a kid you know, most kids are sleeping just fine, but I would toss and I would turn and I just could not let go of my grasp of this turmoil. And even though as an adult now, it may not seem that monumental, I think what was really happening there is the thing that happens to all of us when we are about to make a quantum leap. We grasp on to whatever we can grasp on to. Even as a 17-year-old, I can look back at my life and I know that it really wasn't about the fair. It was about whether or not I trusted life itself to carry me into my adulthood and meet me. It was actually the process of leaving my childhood behind and being initiated into my adulthood that I was metabolizing. I just didn't have a language for it. I didn't have a way to hold it in my consciousness yet. And so we went to Peru, and there's a hundred stories that I could tell about that time. But the thing that I remember the memory that never goes away was when we, this small group of teenagers with one uh, you know, older adult who was sort of our chaperone, we had hiked all the way up to Machu Picchu on the Incan Trail. And we had stayed in this little hotel so that in the morning we could go to Machu Picchu at first light. Now you have to remember this was a long time ago. This was decades ago. So the rules and everything were, were a lot different. And when we got there, we were the first people there. So if you could imagine being in this secret, ancient place, seeing a stone altar carved out to mirror the shape of the mountains behind it, it was magnificent. And there's a peak that you might know of up behind Machu Picchu called Huayna Picchu. And at that time, <laughs> there were no railings, there wasn't any stairs or steps. We literally just sort of encircled this mountain peak to go higher and higher and higher to sit at the top of this mountain in the middle of the sacred lands of Peru. And I remember sitting there and I remember feeling so cold and so warm at the same time. And something started to happen where I actually felt the voice of the earth. It was not English. It wasn't any sort of human language, but it was a language that was translated through sensation my whole body started to buzz. It was so intense, it was almost unbearable. But in that moment, I had a knowing. I knew that my life was not going to look the way I thought it was. I knew that my life 
was about something different, something more than just getting an office job and, you know, having three kids and buying the right house. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I just knew it. I was imprinted with a frequency that would change my entire life. And it did. When I got back, I had already signed up to go to university, but I changed my major. I started taking these walks all along the highway, just picking up trash because I felt so in love with the earth. I felt like she and I were one. I just couldn't handle the idea that there would be trash around. My whole diet changed. My whole personality changed. It even inspired a close family member of mine to also go down to Peru, not because I was encouraging anybody, but just the changes inside of me. And she ended up founding this nonprofit foundation that, you know, has raised millions of dollars for underserved people in Peru, all because I chose to trust life. So fast forward many years, this actually just happened uh, last year. This next story that I want to share with you that might be a little bit more present moment for you as a leader and a person of service. So we had opened up this incredible program called Dream School, where we actually were meaning to serve women, uh, spiritual entrepreneurs, steeping them in dream medicine, because medicine is easily found in dreams, and you don't see as much of dream work as a, as a modality in the coaching world. And we had done this amazing event. This was a big launch event. I had never invested as much of my own time, energy, soul, spirit, love. I had also hired a team, so there was a financial investment. And I felt so proud of what happened inside of that event. And then once the event came to a close and the offer and the invitation were made for these hundreds and hundreds of women to join us, then what happened was nothing, nothing. I didn't have one person sign up. I didn't have a person reach out with questions. It was absolute crickets. And I felt like I was on fire. My mind just wanted to spin and spin and spin and wonder if I'd done something wrong and going through everything I had done and said with a fine-tooth comb to try to point out discrepancies or different choices I had made and who did I think I was to do this and, you know, all these different things. And I just remember feeling those feelings, you know, when you're not in fetal pose, but even when you're standing, it's like you can tell your body's trying to go there, right? Like your stomach is all clenched and your shoulders are hunched up by your ears. It just felt so overwhelmingly vulnerable to be in that place of putting my heart on a platter and like having nobody respond. I knew something deeper was happening. And I remember this moment about two days into the nothing, right? We had a very short window in, in when people could sign up for the course and it was coming to a close. And I remember waking up that morning early. This was in the summertime, so the light came up very early. I was the first one awake in the house. My kids were asleep. My husband was asleep. And I just stood at our window and I was looking out. We had, we had this um, hawk family that nested and hunted on our block. So I was looking at these hawks and I was just feeling so devastated and so disillusioned. And I just from my heart said, Spirit, you've got to show me. What am I not getting here? Like I'm willing to do what it takes to bring this medicine into the world but you got to throw me a bone because I don't get it. And I remember turning around with tears in my eyes and I saw this book on the floor, which is atypical. We're, we're a pretty tidy family, but I went over and I saw that the book was open 
And inside of the book was highlighted this passage. When we were crushed by a self-imposed crisis that we could not postpone or evade, we had to fearlessly face this proposition that God is either everything or God is nothing. God either is or God isn't. And those words just cut me to the core because I knew that there was a degree to which I was holding out on spirit. You know, your language might be God, it might be goddess, it might be Gaia, it might be spirit, it might be nature, it might be cosmic intelligence, but we all know that there are bigger hands at work in our life. I'm not in charge of making my heart beat. I'm not in charge of digesting my food. It's not my persona. It's not myself that does that. It's the force of life that moves through me that loves me so much that I hadn't been willing to surrender to. But in that moment, I did. And I just wept and wept and wept. And I felt so loved and so seen and so listened to. And what happened next was amazing because all of a sudden, people started reaching out. All of a sudden, people were signing up. All of a sudden, I was just getting these intuitive hits to reach out to this person and reach out to this person and not even try to like sell them, but just to share myself with them because I felt inspired because the synchronicities were there. And what ended up happening in just a few days is that launch, that program, and a bunch of other things that happened, right? Because we had people come on as one-on-one -on -one clients. We had people join other programs. That launch created half a million dollars. And it wasn't because we shifted anything in the marketing. It wasn't because of incentives or anything like that. It was because I stepped to that edge and dared to trust life. I dared to decide that God is, that God is everything. And I'm sharing this story with you really because I have served so many leaders who are doing so many different things in the world, political leaders who are literally decision makers for millions of people in terms of their health, in terms of their taxes, in terms of policies during COVID. I have clients who are revolutionizing mental health care completely from the inside out, right? Leading a movement. And so when these clients are facing their decision points, these are impactful decision points. But you know what? Underneath all of it, it's this question. Do I trust life or do I not? God is or God isn't. And so anyone who comes into my world and who chooses to do this work with me knows that, feels that. It's not always conscious, but it's there. And by continuing to ask this question and just actually making a practice of it, right? How can I demonstrate that I know that spirit is? How can I do that today? Your life will change, not through hard work, not through, oh, what are the phrases we use? Making it work, finding the time, you know, it's none of those things. It's surrender and that surrender is magic.